dancing delight Join us, Iona and Cammy. Let's have some fun, it's time for Fed by Farmers Hello, hello and welcome to the Fed by Farmers podcast with me, Cammy Wilson And me, Iona Murray Felt a little bit rusty there, I must say Just I looked at the camera Did you look at it? You're getting a pro I did I noticed a few times now you're actually just giving it a I glance mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Professional. Well, this is podcast number... Well, it's hard because the midweek ones, I'm putting them like... So this will be 8.5. Okay, that's a good idea. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, this will be 7.5. So this is after James Nisbet, so 7.5. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have 8 next week, which is looking like it's going to be your dad. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Good, yeah. It, it is honestly... It's probably the best podcast we've done in terms of like... How do you get a guy like John Murray to come and do a podcast? Employee's daughter. Employee's daughter, <laughs> which is what we've done. So really, Iona, after we get this out, um, if you just tidy things up and hit the road. Back my facts and go. Yeah, well, yeah, she actually is leaving us after. In fact, this is maybe your last, I think this is your last day. When do you go away? Yes, going away on Saturday. Right, okay, so this is her last day before she goes away on holiday. You'll go to Thailand? Yes. I don't think, have we really spoke about this Thailand thing? We'll we have some good mm. questions this week to answer. Yeah. No, let us just <laughs> waffle for, for, for a Christmas. second. Christmas, we need to speak about Christmas Oh yeah, well, well let's do Christmas first, okay? okay How yeah. was your Christmas? My Christmas was really great. I had a really lovely Christmas. Tell me one thing you did. Um, I'm trying to think of something different other than the classic just having my Christmas dinner. Well, let's talk about the turkey situation. Right, okay, yeah. Iona well, I, 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 I and I have discussed a turkey situation. Is this top secret or... Yeah, the list is can we the break first this time. Well, it is an exclusive. It's not wow. public knowledge yet. Exclusive here for Fed Vite Farmers podcast. We're not having turkey next year. <laughs> I know. Sometimes as a family, you just need to come together and make the tough decisions. I know. Why have you came to this decision? Because we've decided... One, it's a it's a faff for mum, a big turkey. Not for you though. Not for me. <laughs> Not the consumer. No. <laughs> um, Dad has been pushing for beef for years, um, and we've kept it because it's tradition. It's the way it's always been, Cammy. Oh, and hey, and we love that on this podcast. <laughs> and now the decision has been made for good beef next year. We say it's tastier, less faff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Turkey is one of those funny ones, eh? It's, is it tasty? Well, I is it, or is it the gravy that makes it? Well, you know, well, it's th- definitely not as good as beef. No, and there's a reason why we don't eat turkey any. Do you ever eat turkey? That is a good point. No. No. But then I also was speaking to my flatmate and we were saying, is turkey any less flavoursome than chicken? Very, yeah, it's very similar, eh? We were very fortunate. We had a goose, mm. which is very posh, but in a, quite an English thing, I think. I, I I had never had goose. Well, I've never had goose in Scotland. No, I've only had it twice when I went down south with, with Lizzie. Tremendous. Yeah, amazing. Like it's like a brown. We discussed in the podcast previous what color is goose. <laughs> yeah, it's like a kind of it's like a brown. You know, it's kind of like a cross between chicken and beef or turkey and beef. Yeah, yeah. It's a massive bird, obviously. Lots of meat on it. Beautiful, rich, yeah, yeah. It, it does taste good. Like I am, I am pro goose. Pro goose, yes, as they say, <laughs> as they say. I, and speaking about, you touched on always doing what you've always done there. Yes, I should cover. There was a a little clip I put out about 
dozing your use. In fact, it's one of the questions this week, isn't it? About yes, yes, right. Okay, we'll leave that just now. Part that just now. We're going to speak about this dozing the use thing that caused a bit of controversy the other day. I've just got another side question. Do you not like you? I've just got another ask you before. Do you cook? No. No, because you don't enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can cook. Mm-hmm. You know, I can survive. Yeah. But like, for example, if Lizzie goes away, I'll have uh, waffles <laughs> and beans and cheese every night, more or less. Well. <laughs> yeah. Unless I got like a maybe a Pepe's, which is like a fried chicken place in Coman. Like it's really good. well, it's grilled chicken. It's really good and fairly healthy. Like it's not yeah, greasy. It's flame away, grilled yeah. chicken. Mm-hmm. It's it's in- incredible. But no, I'll uh, waffles. Get your waffles. Yeah, totally Usually good. go bird's eye if Lizzie's away. She buys the cheaper ones. But you know, when in Rome, <laughs> players go and play. So I'll buy the bird's eye ones, which are about a pound dearer than the, really? than the own brand uh, Tesco ones. So I'll buy mm. the bird's eye and two pop downs in the toaster. I don't know what that is in time. I just know you put the toaster down twice, yank it up to the top grade and your, your waffles are ready. So you don't even oven cook? No. No, straight, that's a great thing. Waffles. Oh, I'll, I'll quite often just go home and have a couple of waffles. Well, really you don't even need anything on a waffle. That's how tasty it is. That's how that's how processed it is. Wow. It just tastes amazing. And straight out of the from toaster. From frozen into the toaster. From frozen straight into the toaster and then a, a tin of beans usually and mm-hmm. just great cheese. Um, free, <laughs> and I just freehand the cheese. <laughs> No measurements. No, just freehand no, it. Just, just, uh, I've been doing it that long now. Yeah, you know. You know, I, I, you know <laughs> I've got an eye for it. <laughs> the worst thing. It's okay, like, if Liz's away for three days, it's fine. Because you just keep, you know, the grater can be used three days. Well, like, a grater. I think if you're using a grater, a cheese grater every day, mm-hmm. you don't need to wash it. Oh, you're not washing in between? No. But cheese, like, some people keep cheese for, you know, cheese ages for years, isn't it? And, and the mould on cheese is good for you. So I don't almost know if see it's it as like good for you. I almost see it as like my antibiotics. It, right, so you're not even washing in between. No, I wash the plate, but I don't wash mm-hmm. the in the cutlery. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I wouldn't wash well, the that grater. bean sauce really dries on. It does. It does. The... It does. Mm-hmm. You always wash it straight after as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just quite runs round. Yeah. Quite rub with the hand. No soap or anything. Oh right. Okay. No thing. sponge. No cloth. Nah, nah. Quick. Just with, with your the fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just use your fingers. Yeah, and then stick it on there. Uh-huh. That's it. You can use your nail if there's a wee. If there's a wee bit like that, yeah, 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 I'll just... Hot water does the trick. Though that's one thing with bean sauce. Once you reheat <laughs> it a bit, it does soften quite easily. Doesn't it? Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is on topic. This is food. <laughs> yeah. Beans are provided by farmers. They are. And and so are potatoes for waffles. Mm-hmm. Albeit they're then heavily processed and made into this beautiful product. Nice. Which sometimes processed food is okay. Oh, yeah, it's balanced. Don't judge me. What about hash browns? Do you ever go hash browns? With my beans, well, mm-hmm. I would, I would always want hash browns on a breakfast. Mm. That is one good thing about McDonald's. You get a wee hash brown. The actual bacon and egg McMuffins and things they do, they're okay. Take them or leave them. But the hash browns are very good. Yeah. Do you put your hash brown in your muffin? No, no. no. I will generally like. Occasionally, I'll get a, a, the full McMuffin, but generally speaking, I'll just get a, <laughs> a coffee. <laughs> Who doesn't want the full McMuffin? <laughs> but. <laughs> But generally speaking, uh, I would quite often just get a latte and a hash brown. <laughs> and that would do me. Right? Yeah. A latte and a hash brown. Yeah. Interesting. I know. Just, but that's just your snack. That's not your breakfast, surely. No, it would be breakfast. Right, okay. Just if I wanted it to be a bit lighter, you know. Yeah, nothing too heavy. Yeah, don't want to be too sluggish. You no. know, maybe if I'm going to do a bit of scanning when I'm sitting not doing too much, I'll just have a wee light breakfast. Yeah, yeah. You know, keep me lean through the winter months. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> 
what is happening to us? Right. Okay, let's just quick synopsis of your Christmas day. Just... Uh, so so my Christmas, to, to break it down very quickly, was down in Devon. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable weather. Like so it's nice. it's mental how different it's just a different world. Is it? Absolutely. Fourteen degrees. Like we had a wee shower of rain, but not much. A little breeze at one day, but fourteen degrees pretty much steady throughout. Even at nights, it was like eleven mm-hmm. degrees. It was it was like a Scottish summer's night. It That's was mad. it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And even when you just look around the countryside down there, it's a different like the fields are so dry. They get a lot of rain, Devon. Right, okay. Not much they actually get almost the same amount of rain as Ayrshire. I couldn't that believe that. That surprises me. Because Lizzie and I had an argument and I'm like, no way. Uh-huh. And it's like, thankfully I, I was right, Ayrshire was wetter, but by like three centimetres. Really? Nothing in it. Nothing in it. Because yeah. they're West Coast as well. Right, okay. But the soil is just pure sand. Oh, is it? It just drains. Like it's yeah. everything. It's not the heavy clay like you have in Ayrshire. So, you know, sheep are out all year. Cattle are out all year. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying in every farm, you know, no, no. but like certainly in Lizzie's farm where it's organic, the cattle are out God. all year. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Hardly make a mess. It, it's just a different, different world mm-hmm. compared to here in Ayrshire. Now we're back up the road, it's four degrees and blowing a gale. Yeah. I've told Lizzie to try not to go out the house today if she can avoid it because mm-hmm. it's, it is shocking. I but wonder yeah. what this storm will be called. It's got a terrible name, I've seen it. It's, oh, has it already? Yeah, yeah it's got a name. Oh. Okay, yeah. Another storm on the go this week. Anyway, let's not be too depressing. So you had a good, you had a good Christmas at the farm. We've covered that. No more turkey. Yes, no more turkey. Tell me one thing you got. What present did you get? Um, I got I got two tops from my mum. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I can't think of anything else. No, that's nice. Yeah. And do you know what? She chose them herself. And they are lovely. Are they? I'm lucky though. Mum's fashionable. Is she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've yeah. seen your, I've seen your floor tiles in your kitchen from... You sent a picture of your dad's belt the other day, or uh-huh. lack of belt, and, and your floor <laughs> tiles look lovely. Yeah, I thought maybe if they didn't spend so much on the floor tiles, your dad could afford a belt. <laughs> anyway, that's the things we do for love. We do a question. Yeah, let's do a let's question. Do a question. Okay. Okay. From Harry, we've got. Um, he is wondering if you could explain a bit further the no need to warm use that you mentioned in a previous podcast. Um, he'd like some more information on it. Yeah, so the full context of that discussion was it was just kind of off the cuff talking about the way farmers quite often or will always do things as well as done them. And I was referring to use in the back end when they're potentially at their fittest, they've been weaned and, and running on good grass and, and about to go on a flush, that they don't need wormed. Now, the correct advice always is do a dung sample. I've done dung samples. I've seen they don't need wormed. I don't need to keep dung sampling. But do a dung sample if if you want to know for yourself. The the caveats to saying that ewes don't need worms, you know, adult ewes don't need wormed, is that some ewes, pre-lambing, if they're lean, their immune system will be compromised. So worth either doing fecal egg counts then or give them a wormer if, if you think they are lean. And generally speaking, that would be later triplets that, that may need a dose. I still can't think of ever really doing them because it then comes down a little bit to management. And I'm not saying I'm particularly good at management. I My general thing is that I actually have never been able to afford enough sheep to stock the grass I have. Okay. And I'm in a kind of awkward situation where I'm actually paying too much for rent mm-hmm. for what I'm producing off the ground because I can't buy oh. enough sheep to stock it. God, yeah, okay. But if you get the opportunity for a bit of ground... 
you take it and worry about the stock later. Mm -hmm. So I've always been lucky to have enough grass in the winter. My ewes are generally in big tune. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, I've always got grass in front of them. I don't, we're stocked, maximum we're stocked is one sheep to the acre. Yeah. Never tighter than that. So I've never had to doze use in that sense. The other caveat to it is a, a worm called humongous, which isn't as big as it sounds. <laughs> terrible, terrible. So it's uh, and it's more more prevalent down south. So certainly, if you are if you're down south, be more aware of it that it does affect adult sheep. And but there is wormers that pass. Actually, I can't just remember. I looked into this recently because I had a friend bought sheep from down south who brought it up to their farm. It oh, does no. yeah because it causes a whole lot of issues. The further north you are, be wary buying sheep from south. I'm not saying don't buy sheep from south, but just be aware that there's more of it about down there. I mean, the big mm -hmm. issue now and the big fear they have is this blue tongue thing down south. Right. And having been down south, Kent, I believe a lot of Kent is now shut in isolation. Blue tongue that's affecting cattle and sheep. Although I believe there's a vaccination for cattle. I don't think there is for sheep. And in the Netherlands, there's a 35, where it's rife just now, there's a 35% mm. mortality rate <gasps> in sheep. Oh 35%. My God. They're losing a third of their sheep to blue tongue. That's horrendous. That's, that's wild. So they're panicking like mad that it comes here. And apparently... So is here at Sound South? They have... I was listening to the Farmers Weekly podcast. Actually a very interesting podcast for for your farm news. Certainly more interesting than this one. <laughs> and more accurate. But they actually speak to experts rather than me waffling. But yeah, apparently it's a, there's some cases in Kent, potentially. Mm -hmm. uh, they're certainly worried that there will be because it comes over with flies. And because it's been so mild, as oh. I just said, 14 degrees down there, they didn't think it would be an issue here, but because mm -hmm. it's been unseasonably mild, there's a lot of flies about. That's I was noticing flies really? in the house. Yeah, and then just going about, yeah, crazy. So what is that, global warming? No, because, it, well, the first thing we always jump to is global warming. Yeah. But on Sky News, it said that, and, and, and I absolutely believe global warming's a thing. Absolutely. Just look at the way the ice caps are melting and the steady increase. It's not like one-offs. It is steadily increasing in temperature. Mm -hmm. But we didn't beat the record for the warmest Christmas day, which was in 1920-something. Really? Yeah. See, that's the other thing. It's naturally sometimes the weather is just different. That's it. It's just a big cycle. So mm -hmm. you can't mm -hmm. just say it's global warming that's made it mild at Christmas because in the 1920s it was actually warmer. I wonder, what, do you know how many degrees it was? 15 something i think we hit 14 odd yesterday right and i think it was 15 in 1920 something again down the south of england of course mm -hmm. but yeah but. i've just got one more question sorry to go back to christmas is does jock understand christmas or no. is he still too young too young too young it's great yeah, yeah. get the most of that oh yeah next year he'll probably start having an idea uh-huh but yeah no it's great and it was Angus's birthday on Christmas Day as well. Yeah, Angus's birthday. So I now have a two-year-old and a one-year-old. And of course, anyone that's listened to previous podcasts will know Lizzie's expecting another one at the end of May, which does mess up. We did plan to come to Balmoral show. I'm just looking at the calendar. Mm -hmm. And Bath and West show. We plan to take the new merch trailer to those two shows. But that is unlikely to happen now because it's too close to Lizzie's due date. And I don't want to go that far away from home. Mm -hmm. So next year. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your journey back up from Devon? <laughs> Someone did ask a question about that, didn't they? We had an incident. <laughs> For those that haven't seen are Facebook, you should, listen. Are you okay to talk about it? I think, I think, I think I should talk about it. I think, I think it would help. Okay. With the PTSD. You're so brave. 
we we had an incident on the way home from Devon whereby uh, my hernia was causing me a bit. I, I don't I, I don't have the same bladder capacity I used to have <laughs> because when you start getting under pressure, my hernia causes a bit of pain, which I'm going to really get looked into after the new year. Yeah, actually, really should. Go. I know the forms are sitting right there. I just haven't put them in yet. Anyway, I was under pressure and I asked Lizzie if she would stop, and she said no chance because the boys will wake up. She says, just use a bottle, like some sort of sketch at a Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> only I was the only dumb one, and yeah, we, we had a bottle. What kind of bottle was it? Well, I tell you what, it was a, one of those real fruit juice, uh, high juice bottles. Okay. Very narrow opening. Yeah. Very narrow but opening. But that's not as narrow as a, like a um, Volvic or a, like that one there. No, it's the same. Is uh, it? I, I, no, it'd be narrower than a Volvic, but yeah, it'd be... Yeah, something similar to that. If you're watching on YouTube, I have my hand. It'd actually be narrower than that. I know. So it was a tricky spot. Um, 500 mil? No, it was a litre. Litre, I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't have risked I, I couldn't, no. five, the amount I knew myself. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just know. Yeah. And I knew I had more than 500 mils in me. <laughs> yeah. So I Googled how much generally you have, and it is between sort of four and 800. Right, okay. Generally, okay. somewhere in there. And I knew I was near the 800 end because <laughs> I've been fighting it for a while. Mm -hmm. So then anyway, we had a litre bottle. It was tricky because it was a very narrow opening at the top. And I mean, that's not me, you know, blowing smoke. It's, uh, you know, the air conditioning was on. I said, as I said to Lizzie, you know, it's very cold <laughs> in here before I started. Very, very cold in here. I started making a big deal about it. been so chilly. And uh, that, yeah, the, the, yeah, it was an interesting experience because, and, and we don't want to get too graphic here in the podcast, no. but essentially what happened was I thought, right, well, make it, you know, as long as you get the main bit in, mm -hmm. And, and you make a seal that can't go anywhere. Yeah. But what I didn't realise was that that then leaves nowhere for the air to go. <laughs> oh. This is crazy physics. And that, it's things you just don't think about. No. So it made we made a seal around the thing and, and I, I started. So and wait a minute. So are you unbuckled? Is the car still moving? Yes. Lizzie's still driving. Yes, Lizzie's still driving. Okay. And you're unbuckled. No, I have my seatbelt on, Iona. Oh, sorry. Right, of course you do. Yeah. God's sake. Sorry. What do you think this is? <laughs> so I had my seatbelt on mm -hmm. and uh, I just had to kind of tweak my position a little bit mm, to help to gravity. Get, yeah. 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 So anyway, made this seal and we started, but I didn't realise about the air having to come out the bottle. Yeah. You know, when liquid goes in, there's a whole physics thing where air has to come out or something like mm. that. I don't know the exact science of it. But anyway, next thing was this like, like, <laughs> like the pressure built and then I had to tweak a wee bit cause I, and then it made this like, pss. Like and that was all that. Then I, I thought that noise was like, oh no, I've missed. Yeah. So there was a panic to put the light on. Oh. I'm like, don't look at me. Don't look at. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to put the light on now. So now I'm like under the spotlight on the motorway, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh no, it's okay. But then I just had to try and balance it with a little gap for the air. Right. Okay. Uh, but once you were set, you were set. You know. Right, okay. It was fairly set, and and it went. You know, we did get eighty-five percent of it filled. Oh, good. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. I was fairly dehydrated. I could tell after that I was fairly dehydrated. Yeah. But what a relief. Yeah. And it was a special moment. You know, I, th I think we have come out of it stronger. Do you? She hasn't looked at me yet no. in the eye <laughs> since it. But I think 
I think we'll be okay. Okay, that's good. And that's the main thing. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> no problem. That was actually one of the questions this week. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, right, I think we, what are we on? We're on 25. Like, I think we could do at least one more. Right, okay. Ah, I'll probably need to cut about 10 minutes of this podcast <laughs> out because it's so vulgar. I apologise. It's just like, come on, guys. That's not vulgar. No, exactly. It's science. Yeah. I mentioned physics, so you're covered. And people are doing a lot of long drives this time of year. Biology and physics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this time of year, yeah. People out working and stuff in right. the weather. Okay. Why is there so much imported lamb on the shelves when the UK grows so much themselves? How do you go about changing this? I am from Canada and we have the same problem, but our cost of production is higher because of the supplement feeding we have to do in winter. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one and we are going to get someone from QMS in to speak to us. That's Quality Meat Scotland mm. or, or ADHB. I think they do a similar thing. I'm not actually sure what they do, <laughs> but I... We're going to get them in to talk more about this because Chris Woodhead, uh, if any of you don't know, that's a super serious farmer, did a, a very interesting video going around the supermarkets, English supermarkets, I should add, showing that there was no uh, lamb, British lamb in the shelves. Now, our supermarkets are different up here. Like, they're very big towards, especially like your Aldi's, your Lidl's, mm-hmm. Morrison's. They're all quite big towards Scottish produce. Yeah. Do you know it's kind of... Aldi are great. Aldi are brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing up here. Whereas, obviously, down south, it's it's a bit different. We have a lot more lamb up here as well. I suppose that helps. The only issue I have... Or I, I have a different take on it. We've discussed this. Mm-hmm. I actually think that not having British lamb in the supermarkets is a good thing. It's a bold statement, Cammy. Controversial, but I think it's a good thing because I don't think you would find bluefin tuna or wagyu beef, proper wagyu, not like the Aldi wagyu Angus Cross, Mm -hmm. proper wagyu beef. You wouldn't find either of those in the supermarket either. Why not? Because they're premium products. Okay. So my take on it is that actually British lamb is such a premium product the supermarkets can't afford to stock it. Okay. I spoke to a friend after that video went viral. I spoke to a friend in New Zealand. I says, how much are you getting for your lambs down there? Mm-hmm. And they're getting £60 a head right, for okay. the finish, finished lambs. £60. Now, the last sale I went to, I averaged 124 I'll put the line on the screen, what I averaged for my lambs. I think it was 124 off the top of my head now. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But let's say 120 mm-hmm. We're getting double what they're getting in New Zealand. Right. So my argument would be, what do you want? Do you want your lamb to be in the supermarkets and you get what the New Zealand guys are getting? Or do you not want it in the supermarkets and you continue to get £120 a head? Right, but I think that needs to be deeped more. So why why is it double? Why is it double the price here than in New Zealand? Well, I saw, I saw people off the back of that video giving ADHB, who I think must be the marketing board. I'm not actually sure what ADHD, I need to look that up. But let's say QMS because I know what QMS do. Like, giving them a hard time about not marketing it, etc. But, like, they must be. Mm-hmm. We're getting £120 a mm-hmm. lamb. They must be doing a good job. Yeah. Somehow, because it's getting exported all over Europe mm-hmm. at a premium rate. And the poor guys in New Zealand who don't have any subsidies to help them. Do they not? Don't have any subsidies. All right, a lot of them run bigger, you know, larger scale operations where there probably is less overheads per animal. Mm-hmm. You know, per animal, it'll be, it'll be cheaper to raise them, but it's not that much cheaper. Like, there's no way 
60 pounds he must be about breaking mm-hmm. even at, at best yeah you know can't be much of a margin in that so it is that argument what would you rather see see the lamb in the supermarket or get 120 pounds ahead that's controversial i know but that's just my take on it i thought but is it there not been lamb at all in the supermarket or is it there's been zealand imported lamb, lamb? It's new zealand lamb yeah yeah we have lots of new zealand lamb in the supermarket so but we're importing that because it's cheaper so then what's happening to the stuff the british stuff it's getting again exported. i will get someone in here to talk through that better mm-hmm. but i believe most of it gets exported yeah so but that just that's madness Oh, it's madness in terms of the environment and, and you know, traceability and, and local produce. Absolutely madness. Mm-hmm. But if Europe, if someone, you know, in Europe says to you, I'll give you 20 quid more for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah. It would be madness to say, no, you're okay. But I'd then, rather see it on the UK shelf. But then why do Because we need to make money. No, no, I know that. But why do Europe want the stuff from UK and not from New Zealand when they can get it for cheaper? please women keep your voice down don't put these thoughts into people's head i thought the same thing though yeah i thought i thought it must be to do with trade deals and stuff i don't understand Mm -hmm. but i thought the same thing it's literally flying over these countries Uh to come to us why don't they just buy it i honestly don't know the answer i don't know the answer to where all our lamb goes i don't know why we're at 120 pounds ahead and new zealand's at 60 pounds ahead and and a friend sent i'll put the new zealand line on the screen actually anyone watching mm-hmm. youtube you'll be able to see a line from new zealand that my friend sent me for what they get for their lambs and and as i say you've, you've seen my line from the same week mm-hmm. and the comparison's insane right insane. we need to, right we'll get to the bottom of this yeah let's do it we'll okay. get someone from qms and we'll speak to them someone who actually knows what they're talking about not just me giving my opinions which is what although that's that's what this podcast is mm-hmm. and that probably is quite a controversial subject that we've just done there so let's let's end this podcast on that one yes because it's yeah i think i think we're okay at that i'm gonna say thanks very much to our sponsors today foul ass fabrication again if you need anything at all that goes around the farm that's made of metal then give <laughs> james a shout at foul website's on the screen it's foulass.co.uk and yeah gates hurdles calf pens creep feeders anything you want not scanning trails he just did that for me that was a special is thing is it done it, yeah it's just it's just been galvanized i have to go down and pick it up excited. so yes i don't know when i'll get down for it but yes excited yeah where are they carlisle right okay so very not too far very easy for us it's two and a half hours yeah. very central for anyone looking for for things like that mm-hmm. then do check them out and thanks to them for sponsoring the pod but i think i think that'll do us this week will it iona yes okay i've been cami i've been iona and we are both fed, fed by, by farmers, farmers. Welcome to the podcast where we're harvesting humor, planting delight. Join us, Iona and Cammy. Let's have some fun. It's time for.